Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode two of the Kim Unmasked podcast. So um, today's episode is long awaited. I know I've been saying that I was going to do this one already, Um, but let's get to it. Okay. So this episode is going to be about healing childhood trauma. Okay. So I want to get started with you know, just answering firstly, what is childhood trauma? Okay, so childhood trauma is, despite what people think, okay, um, it doesn't necessarily, yes, it can just be a one or multiple main traumatic events, okay, but childhood trauma can also be those um, traumatic events that are very covert in nature, meaning you don't necessarily... You, you would look back on your childhood and you wouldn't even necessarily think that that was trauma. Um, because we are children at the time, um, our subconscious mind um, isn't yet evolved or um, doesn't have the capacity to understand that, you know, things that are happening to us or being said to us or things that we are experiencing aren't inherently necessarily traumatic or you know we don't have the mental capacity to or the self-awareness at that age really to see a different perspective or see a higher perspective and things like that so there's a lot that we um, subconsciously accumulate which can uh, which which does um, contribute to childhood trauma so what is in a child healing and what does it look like so in a child healing basically looks like reparenting yourself. Um, It looks like acknowledging that, you know, if if our childhood trauma is something that, excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. How inconvenient. (laughs) Um, You know, what was I saying? Okay, so our childhood trauma is, if it is, you know, which a lot of the time it is, you know, if it has been projected onto us by our parents or our primary caregivers, that a lot of the time this is just them doing the best that they could with what they had, where they were at and the tools and knowledge that they had. Especially if your parents were quite young when they had you, they have unresolved trauma that they have been projecting onto you. And this is where generational trauma comes into it as well. So, um, I've had a lot, of com- I've, a lot of conversations with a number of people and a number of clients over the last um, two months about childhood trauma and inner child healing and reparenting your inner child. Um, and so this is what I want to sort of talk about today and talk about the way that I've done it. Um, so what does it look like? Um, it can look like a bunch of different things, you know, going to therapy, um, finding a trauma-informed therapist who... Um, who does trauma-informed care, okay, someone who is aware. Um, or it can look like, you know, if you wanted to, wanting to take a more spiritual, holistic approach, you can find a trauma-informed um, trauma coach. Um, or you can, you know, if you're spiritually aware or you would just want to start and just, just begin, you can definitely start by yourself. Um, obviously, the further you go and the deeper the trauma, I, you know, not everything, I don't think that we can... You know, depending on what the trauma is, I don't think that we can always 
you know, necessarily do it ourselves, but for a lot of it, we can. Um, So who can benefit from inner child and childhood trauma healing? Literally anyone and everyone, no matter how old you are, no matter what your ethnicity, what your culture, what your religion, literally no matter who you are, every single person can benefit from inner child and childhood trauma healing. So um, how does childhood trauma manifest in your adult life and within relationships? A lot of the time this will manifest as triggers, uh, very unconscious and subconscious triggers. You may find yourself uh, feeling quite reactive or reacting in a certain way or, you know, maybe you're having some sort of emotional flashbacks, which emotional flashbacks aren't... um, you know, what you think, like when we think about like um, PTSD, which can very well be um, contributed to from childhood trauma. Um, When we think of PTSD flashbacks, their memories, um, things like that, but emotional flashbacks, which are actually quite prevalent in complex post-traumatic stress disorder um, or CPTSD or complex PTSD, uh, which is I think more common than people realize um, is emotional flashbacks. So, oh, so I'm going to look at, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about where childhood trauma is stored in the brain. Let's talk about the psychology of it. And also, um, what was I just thinking? Um, I've lost my train of thought. I'll be right back. So I want to talk about first, um, with this part segment, um, I want to talk about where childhood trauma is stored in the brain. So um, childhood trauma is actually stored in the amygdala and the amygdala, um, if I am correct, is at the very bottom and it's this very small piece. Um, Let me quickly look that up. Sorry, I'm a bit unprepared today. So the amygdala is, um, it's the little kidney looking um, thing. I'm just looking at a picture here. And um, the amygdala, the amygdala, the amygdala rules the basic emotions. Okay. It's also talks about, um, it's the facilitate, it's a facilitatory role of um, like it rules the various stress, stress responses and stimuli. Okay. Um, So when it comes to um, the amygdala in you know, how it affects uh, childhood trauma. So when a person experiences um, a traumatic event, uh, adrenaline rushes through the body and the memory is imprinted into the amygdala, okay, which is part of the limbic system for any of you psychology nuts out there. Uh, so, yeah, the amygdala is actually what holds the emotional significance of the, of the event, um, which does include the the intensity and the impulse of the emotion. Okay, so um, this is why it's it's also like a very sort of subconscious thing because when we bring the idea of emotional flashbacks into it, which is pretty much most of the time, whether you're aware of it or not, is what's happening when in relationships and you know even just in general daily life when we are triggered. That's it's an emotional response, okay? So or a trauma response, as it's commonly known. Um, so, what do emotional fl- um, flashbacks feel like? Well, um, 
as I just said, you know, emotional flashbacks can be triggered by a situation or sometimes a circumstance or even like an event um, which reminds you exactly what happened to you in childhood. Um, or, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be childhood. Maybe you're an adult or well into your adult years and it reminds you of something traumatic that happened to you 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, so a lot of the time you feel transported back to those feelings of helplessness and despair um, with with no safe either parental figure or maybe you just weren't feeling supported in your emotional relationship, whether it be, you know, w- w- Whatever it is, you felt unsupported and, um, you know, you didn't have that feeling of safety when you were traumatised and you had no one there to help you make it better or you didn't know how or you just internalised it that way. So that's what an emotional flashback feels like. And um, a lot of the time when we're triggered, that's what's happening. We're having some sort of an emotional flashback to a situation where we felt really helpless or out of control or you know, treated unfairly or traumatised. Um, so we see this quite often in romantic relationships. And um, when we get to a certain point in a relationship with someone where the relationship is naturally progressing, um, there comes this point where you naturally go deeper um, with someone or you go your separate ways. When it comes to that point where it's like, okay... It's very much a, a spiritual, um, like a, a spiritual dynamic that happens where two people either go deeper or they don't, okay, depending on, you know, how healed they are and, and you know, whether they are able to navigate the, this tricky, uh, these tricky emotions, um, you know, are we going deeper? And when someone has unhealed childhood trauma or just unhealed emotional trauma, it becomes, and because it is so covert most of the time, you don't really know that these blocks are are happening or, you know, that these subconscious dynamics are playing out, which are making you act a certain way because of a certain trigger, or maybe you're getting to a point where you've always gotten to in relationships where someone leaves you, or, you know, you start acting a certain way and you might not necessarily know why you do this in relationships. And, you get left or someone leaves you because you're maybe blocking intimacy. Um, And you may not even recognise that that's why you might be thinking, oh, well, people just leave me. Um, But it's really important and necessary to look at the deeper meanings of why. You know, are you being closed off to love? And, you know, that looks very different than what you think. You know, when we think of someone being closed off to love, we naturally think of someone just being like, no, I'm going to get hurt so I'm just I'm not going to engage in intimacy and I'm not going to get into a relationship. Being closed off to love can can look like someone who genuinely wants intimacy, emotional intimacy, someone who genuinely wants connection and wants to experience deep love. Um but subconsciously they have blocks which cause them to act a certain way within a relationship dynamic, within a relational dynamic, which then causes them to either push someone away or withhold love or withhold their emotions, not communicate well, not communicate properly. And they may not even understand that this is happening or they may not even know why this is happening or that it's even happening. They might think that it's (laughs) someone else, the other person, um, which, you know, it's, it's definitely not always the case. Um... 
So I want to talk about, um, I want to do an inner child healing exercise with you guys. So if you're open to it, um, obviously don't do this if you're driving. Um, maybe come back to this segment um, when you're by yourself, when you have some time alone. It's not going to be very long. It's going to be very quick. Um, I encourage everyone to do this, even if you don't think, even if you don't necessarily think that you would benefit from this or that you need it, um, just for the sake of of an experiment for me, um, I implore you to to participate in this not even five-minute inner child healing um, exercise. Okay, so make sure, so spend some time getting comfy. I feel like I'm about to do a guided meditation or something. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in a sense I am. Um, get really comfy, whether it's, it's laying down or uh, sitting on the lounge. Um, make sure that you're warm, that you're not too hot, not too cold, that you're just really, really comfortable. And I want you to close your eyes and just hold your right hand over your heart space. I'm going to do this with you. And I just want you to take a couple deep breaths with me. So in through the nose, out through the mouth. Again, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Focusing on your breathing and just letting go of all of your thoughts. Try not to control your thoughts. Just be, be present in through the nose. Out through the mouth. One more. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. Okay, keeping your eyes closed. I want you to imagine your inner child. What do they look like? How are they showing up to you? What age? What age do you think they are? Identify all these things in your mind. Don't think too much. Whatever, whatever comes up first, you may think that you're thinking it, but you're actually not. This is your intuition. This is how you access your intuition. So whatever information comes up first, don't overthink it. That is the correct and true information throughout this whole exercise, okay? So I want you to walk over as yourself right now in this moment. I want you to walk over to your inner child and I want you to sit by them. Observe how they are physically. Are they sitting down? Do they look happy? Are they playing? Are they crying? Are they sad? How do they look? Identify. Identify that in your mind's eye. And ask your inner child what's going on today. How are they? Just gently sit down next to them. Say hello. How are you today? How are you doing today? See what they respond. For a lot of you, your inner child is not feeling the greatest and is feeling quite down. I want you to, depending on how you prefer to be comforted, I want you to console and, and, and comfort your inner child. So whether that be a rub on the arm or a hand on the leg or hand on the back, just gently. And I want you to tell them it's okay. I want you to also tell them or ask them 
how they're feeling. And once they answer you, ask them why, why they feel that way. And really listen to them. Remember that whatever comes up, whatever information they provide you with off the top of your head, that is the correct and true information. Allow those answers to come to you. Don't think about it. Allow them to just come to the surface. Now that your inner child has told you what's wrong and why they are feeling the way that they are feeling, I want you to go ahead and and validate, validate your inner child and console and comfort them and tell them why it's okay. Instead of just saying, it's okay, you're safe, tell them why, tell them why they're safe. Maybe you have an explanation or a higher understanding as to why they might be feeling alone, they might be feeling lonely, left out, tired, sad, unloved, whatever it is that they're feeling. Explain to them why it's okay for them to feel that way, why you understand that they feel that way. And if, if it seems complex, I want you to dig a little deeper Continue asking questions if you feel it necessary. I'm just going to give you some time. If you're finished with your inner child, if if they're finished talking, just sit there and offer them a hug. Offer them to sit on your lap and give them a hug and console them just for a little bit. Now I want you to tell your inner child that they will always, always have you. They will always, always have your back. You will always have their back, sorry. And you will never leave them alone. And they can never truly feel alone because they will always have you. And I want you to apologize for all of the times that they have felt ignored or unseen or unheard by you. When they have been crying out for your help and for your attention in those situations where you felt triggered. That's your inner child wanting wanting help or validation. And in those moments, you haven't been able to show up for your inner child. And that's okay. You don't need to feel shame or guilt around that. But you can apologize. And you can tell your inner child that you understand now that that was them crying out for your help, for your attention, for your love. And from now on, when that happens again, you will find five minutes of quiet time and space to visit them and ask them what's wrong and console them and reparent them and be there for them in the way that they didn't have any, anyone there for them in those moments when they felt like that in your past, when you were their age. Now, when you feel ready, I want you to take two more breaths with me in through the nose, out through the mouth. 
in through the nose, out through the mouth. And when you feel comfortable, I want you to slowly open your eyes, wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers. Congratulations, you have just done a inner child healing meditation. So take a minute to pause this if you feel like you need to get your bearings, if you feel like you need to cry, need to purge, if you're feeling emotional. I invite you and I implore you to express those emotions right now in a way that feels cathartic for you. Even if it feels uncomfortable to cry, I want you to acknowledge that and honour your inner child by letting those emotions out and expressing those emotions via crying. Go ahead and pause now and just allow whatever needs to come up, come up. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the best ways to keep track and integrate childhood trauma discoveries. So if you are someone that um, retains information or processes information well through talking things through, okay, you can, um, something that helps me when I feel like, like that is I will video record myself doing that meditation and just softly have that exchange and that you know, speak to my inner child out loud and, you know, I will retain what she's saying and I'll, I'll say back what's what she's saying. Um, and then I will also talk about what I've just discovered or what I've just, you know, the interaction I've just had with my inner child on video, just in my phone, just so that I can process that because I feel like a lot of the time I process well by talking or you can call a friend um, and tell them what you have discovered or, you know, put it in your voice memos. If you're someone who processes information well through um, expressing yourself through art or some sort of creativity, you can definitely do that. Or if you're someone who processes information well through writing, I implore you to get yourself a nice journal and a really nice pen and dedicate that to your inner child healing. So after every meditation or after every time that you quickly consult your inner child, you can write down the exchange and write down what your inner child told you. Um, and then, uh, then you can write down the feelings that came up, you know, how that interaction with your inner child made you emote, how you emoted with that. Um, and just write down all the things that you, that you witnessed, all the things that you acknowledged and all the things that came up for you. And then you can read it back and I can guarantee you nine times out of 10, you will make a profound discovery about your childhood trauma or where that is linking to, where that is from. Um, and also that kind of meditation, you don't need to do it that extensively, but in the moment when you're feeling triggered, you can separate yourself from whatever you're being triggered from, especially if it's in an interaction with a partner, romantic partner or a family member or, you know, something like that. You can take, you know, five minutes of, of some time and go and sit somewhere, even if it's in the bathroom on the toilet, <laughs> you can sit somewhere and you can um, just go within, close your eyes, put your hand over your heart and visualize you're in a child and ask them what, what's wrong, why are they feeling like this right now? So instead of you identifying with having that experience, that emotional experience, now that you have this awareness that it's actually your inner child experiencing trauma again and again, unresolved, unhealed trauma, and now that you are able to validate and you know accept this part of you, 
I, I can tell you the amount of times I've done this over the last three months, I have not felt those triggers again. And it may not be that easy depending how deep the wound is and how deep the trigger, but I can tell you it will make it a hell of a lot easier and it will always be so, so worth it. Okay, guys. So, um, and you know, if, if you journal, if you journal those experiences, just for, just more like not like dear diary type thing, but just recalling even just in dot points. Um, and you do want to go and see a therapist or a trauma, trauma informed psychologist or therapist or mental health professional, you can take this journal to them and, you know, go, this is, I've done this and this is what I've discovered. I feel like I haven't completely healed this. I would like to go deeper. Can we look at this today? And that is such, such a helpful tool and that's how you're going to get the most out of your sessions too, by the way, because you're not sitting there waiting for your therapist to, you know, get to the question or figure out what it is. You know, you can come to your therapist pre- prepared and ready to go. Okay, guys, this has been a beautiful episode. I really hope that you guys found the value in this just as I have. Um, this exercise, it's, it's really quick. It doesn't need to be that long but five minutes will fly when you do that and you're acknowledging that part of you that is hurt and you're no longer having to carry that around with you anymore. Your inner child can be healed. And, you know, often when we think about our inner child, we don't want to think that they're continuing to suffer even though we are not that same age anymore. They are always a part of us. They are living within us every single day. And even me right now doing this, doing this episode, this is healing for my inner child and my, my little Kimmy... <laughs> My seven-year-old me is, is very, very happy and feels very seen and heard and validated right now. Oh, before I forget, I also do want to remind you guys to, when you're recalling the interaction you've just had with your inner child, whether you're voice memoing, voice recording, um, on the phone with a friend or journaling or videoing, I want you to recall all the details, what they're wearing, how old they seem to you, um, and just let all of this information come to the surface. You don't need to think about it, especially when you're in the meditation. Don't think, don't, don't try and think of what the answers are, right? Just let, let it come straight to your head um, because those, those are coming from your subconscious. So those can be, those answers can be, um, you know, you can trust that they are correct and true. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Um, you can follow me at Hecate's Moon Tarot or at Kim Music, K-Y-M Music. Um, they're my two Instagrams. Um, follow me at Kim.Unmasked on TikTok. And um, you can DM me on Instagram, either of them, or um, send me a message on a TikTok video, make a comment. Um, let, let me know down below if this was helpful down below. Let me know on either of those platforms if this was helpful for you. And um, yeah, let me know what you guys would like to hear me talk about next. Um, Follow me on Spotify so that you can get notified or I don't know what the rest of, I only use Spotify, so I don't know the rest of the platforms, but subscribe or follow. And um, if you wouldn't mind giving this a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be so, so helpful because that allows, uh, that sort of like notifies Apple Podcasts that this is a worthy podcast and it will sort of show it to more people. So if you found this helpful, um, please, please go and leave a quick little review on Apple Podcasts um, so that 
more people can access this this healing. Thank you guys for listening and um, I will see you in the next episode.